He's looking after children himself today and, uh, uh, you know, sort of doing this remotely. So uh, it's uh, <laughs> hopefully We're the children aren't together. juggling with knives um, <laughs> while he's uh, t- tending to our informational needs. Um, right. So we are in the top five um, now. Um, will we take a quick break and... Uh, catch uh, now we're going to speak to um, something that we haven't spoken to is uh, people who love beer we've spoken to a lot of industry people the next uh, pre-record is a, a chat somebody that's been I've been seeing a lot and admiring her love of beer um, on Instagram she goes by the name of the boozy mama um, as an in, 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 I'm not going to call her an influencer she's somebody who loves beer and loves sharing her beer um jess nugent her name is although her profile on instagram says jess grady um she uh is, is a young beer lover she had a a child loves going to craft breweries because they're child friendly somebody you should uh, yep. seek her out because it's something that she's got in common with you 62 breweries yep and i wanted just to see as the beer industry changes and evolves find out what led uh, jess to fall in love with craft beer and share a love for it so uh this is uh the boozy mama Jess Nugent, welcome to the Gab's Hottest 100 Craft Beers of 2023 Live Countdown. How are you? I'm good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, look, we've spoken to a lot of industry people today, a lot of people who make beer, a lot of people who sell beer, um, and a lot of people who work in the industry. But you're a little bit different. I I, I guess you're an Instagrammer um, who Mm -hmm. celebrates your love of beer. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, some people call us influencers, Instagrammers, social media, whatever you want to call it. But I just uh, loving being able to be able to share all the different breweries and beers with people. You describe yourself as a mum that drinks beer. Yep, I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let, let, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, we, we've mm-hmm. seen the, the the growth of craft beer. What was it about beer that excited you um, to the point that you wanted to share your love uh, on social media? Yeah, well, I guess it kind of, it kind of started when I um, I moved over to Perth back in I don't know I think it's 2013 and I found Feral Brewery and I'd never really had an IPA before and or a pale ale and had their pog and I think it was it just kind of grew from there um, just kind of exploring all the different types of beers and I mean back then if you told me I'd be drinking a barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout <laughs> um, I would have laughed at you and been like what <laughs> so you know it's been it's been a journey and then. Um, I moved over to Melbourne um, in 2017 and it just, it was just like an exponential growth, I guess. And then when COVID hit, um, I was pregnant at the time. I gave birth to my daughter at the beginning of COVID. And then I was, you know, as we all were bored, sitting at home doing nothing. And um, one of my friends made a comment about, we, no one cares about your beers that you're drinking on my <laughs> personal Instagram like. God love her. Um, so, yeah, I just, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start my own account and um, toyed around with names for a while and then ended up on the Boozy Mama and just, yeah, it started from from there, just me sharing random photos of me sitting in my house with different beers and what I thought on them. So, yeah, it's been great. And we do need to uh, let everyone know where they can follow you. It's Boozy Mama. Um, yep, yeah, the Boozy Mama, yeah. Oh, the Boozy Mama. Um, yes. and. Yeah, and I've been astounded at how many breweries you get to. You, you're obviously, yep. uh, you know, craft beer and visiting breweries is a big part of your lifestyle. Yeah, it's just it's a good way out. And I mean, a lot a lot of the breweries these days are really, you know, kid friendly as well. You know, they've got lots of grass. You can go take a ball or a blanket and sit out and just let let all the kids run around while you partake in a beer or two. So 
it's nice to to get around and 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 do that but also I also do it you know when we finally get the moment to be child free to go to those ones that probably aren't so much suited for kids which is really really great to do as well so I think that's just been it's been a thing my hubby and I've been doing since um yeah probably 2013 just visiting all the different breweries and tasting their beers. I was going to say it's not something that you can do without you know particularly when you've got a young family you can't just disappear off say yeah, uh, I, I, I'm off to the. I'm off to <laughs> yeah. the brewery. I'm just off to the brewery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm lucky. My my hubby and I share the same love, so it also then obviously means you can taste more because we share all of our beers. So it's it's you know especially when beers these days are you know, sitting at the seven, eight, nine percent. Um, and now I'm a mum. You know that's one beer and that's probably my night. But um, given my hubby and I get to share, get to share all the beers and we have pretty similar taste, which is even you know, even better. So that's really handy. Now, you are based in Adelaide. Um, do mm-hmm. you have a favourite brewery or two that you would like to share with us that anyone that's visiting Adelaide uh, should get along to? Oh, goodness. Um, probably don't have a, a list long enough. I think Adelaide have got some really great breweries on the scene, but there are a few little, like I, I live uh, south of Adelaide City, so we're lucky down this way. We've got some really great breweries. Um, like there's a little a little tap house on the Esplanade. I'll give a shout out to Richard Snapper Point. Dave is doing some great beers down there. Um, Kickback in Ordinga are great, and Penny Red in McLaren Vale are awesome. So there's some really uh, great local ones that probably aren't quite as as big as you know your like your big sheds and your and your shapeshifters, um, all those types of of breweries. So it's just nice to give the, the the smaller guys a bit of a shout out. What is it about? The beers that you tried, um, you know, you, you name-checked Feral. What was it about those beers that fired mm. your excitement? I don't know. I think, I think growing up, like I, I grew up in Queensland, so for me, my extent of beer drinking was like 4X bitter. That was probably like the, the most, you know, exclusive one. And then, you know, if it was a, if it was a special occasion, you might get a crownie or, <laughs> or something. And then growing up, it would kind of move on to like, well, there's one, I think it was like summer Bright or something. I can't Some remember. Bright lager from also from Forex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was just all Forex. And then when when Han Super Dry came along, it was like a revolution, like a revolution. And it was like, oh my goodness, this is different. Oh, you thought you were so um, fancy drinking that. And then um, I, yeah, I don't know. Just when we went over there and I tasted, I'm like, what is this? Like, couldn't believe how fruity it was and so much more flavour. So I guess that was kind of like a bit of a light bulb moment just thinking oh beer can actually taste different like it's not just this one kind of lager lager flavor that gets around so yeah it was really it was really cool to then be able to explore from there. Now one of the things that uh, we often hear is people are excited by the big flavors it's different Mm -hmm. from what they grew up drinking or what they knew or you know what their parents drank have, have you found that as your beer journey's gone on, we've started to see lagers, uh, you know, re-enter people's portfolio? Has has that been true for you as well? Um, I guess sometimes, yeah. Like it's probably not one that I would ever reach for personally, unless I'm at the footy or at sport or some sort. Like then, you know, all you want is a lager in the sun. Um, if someone's handing it to me, I'm never going to say no because I don't not like it. But it's probably not one that that has has particularly come back into into flavour for me, no. As a, again, dare I say, influencer uh, or as a mum who drinks beer and posts photos yep. to Instagram, uh, which is a very long way of expressing that, do you have any tips for other people that want to share their, you know, the, the beers that they're drinking uh, as they count down the hottest 100 on social media? Do you have any tips because, you know, your curated photos are, you know, very engaging and I, I guess that's a big part of the platform. 
Yeah, like I think I think that's that's it, right? It's not just not just have a, a picture of a beer with um, you know, and a glass kind of thing. It's like you know, trying to think of some way different to present it, or including yourself in it, a story. Um, and I my biggest thing is like not not you know being negative towards beers that you don't like because it's such a such a unique thing, right? Like you can everyone's tastes are different there's a beer that I could love that you could hate but there's nothing wrong with that beer and I that's just my big thing is just not not being negative to those people that are out there putting their heart and soul into something and it just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it, that someone else won't so just you know big on promoting things that you actually really like and you'd recommend for people to to try and yeah just just try and be really engaging and um and chatting with people and uh, yeah, just having unique photos is, is really handy as well. Do you get sent a lot of beer from breweries that want you to hopefully post? Um, I, I don't particularly get a lot. No, I get a couple um, that we do. And then I'm also part of a group called Beer Chicks Australia, um, which was founded by, um, from Kylie. It's a beautiful world. And so sometimes we all collaborate and we all get sent, um, you know, so one of us might get approached by a brewery saying, you know, we'd love you to to taste this and give us your thoughts. And we do a bit of a collab post, us, all of the girls that are involved in that, which is really fun to do. Um, but we're all most, we're all really upfront with any beers that we get sent, you know, making sure that it's it's written in the post that it's, it's a, a sample rather than a, a purchase. And, you know, I always make sure in mine as well, if um, where I've purchased it from, I let people know because some people are like, oh, where where did you get that from? Or I have been looking for that everywhere. So that's a really good shout out to all of the, you know, the bottle shops around the place that are, are stocking these great brands as well. Great tip. Now the, the the big question as we count down the hottest 100 craft beers of 2023 is, did you vote? I did. Yes, <laughs> it's very important to vote. <laughs> are you happy to tell us uh, what your top five beers of 2023 were? Um, absolutely. Um, so coming in, I'll, I'll start from number five just because it seems to build up a bit of you know, excitement. Um, number five, I voted for Fixation Double Down Brown, which was a brown IPA or brown, I can't remember. It was, yeah, it was really, really great, really coffee, lovely. Um, next one is one of my all-time favourite beers from The Mill in Melbourne, um, The Dark Lord which is a black IPA. It's fantastic. Highly recommend it for everyone. Uh, number three was Moffat Brewing up in Queensland with a Trilogy Best Coast IPA. It was a really great one. I was up visiting some friends um, in Queensland and one of my girlfriend's besties gave it to me and said, try this. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Not in Forex country had... anymore when you're drinking no, that. No, 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 <laughs> no. She, Katie, I'll give her a shout out. She's a legend. Um, and number two, Hawker's Double West Coast IPA. That is just a sensational beer um i'm glad that they've been redoing it which is really good and coming in at number one who um i think is one of my favorite australian breweries ever is dollar bill with candy paint 2023 the uh, barrel aged cherry sour ale uh, that was they the aiba fantastic. winner wasn't yep, it uh, if it i'm was, remembering correctly i believe yes i believe so so they um ed and fiona are doing some amazing things and i think they're world-class beers Wonderful. Well, what a list. And, 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 and nice to get a bit of a spread. There's a lot of hops in there, but then, you know, throwing a beer like candy paint in um, yeah, yeah. You know, is, is adding a little bit of diversity as well. It is, yeah. Yep. But I will say, you know, like that I, if I do find it, it's, 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 it's annoying when you don't get all of your beers. So that's my little, you know, side note. If it, all of the beers you drank throughout the year on there, it might be a bit of a different list, but you go with what's on there, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, yeah. how are you counting down the day? Um, we are going to be at a friend's house in the morning and then 
we in the car, but um, so we can you know, be checking Instagram and whatnot. But we're going to be at um, there's a little bit of a South Brew crew catch up. So we'll be at um, Unit Three, which is Beano Evil and Long Gum um, Brewery. They've just opened up a new spot, so we're going to go and have a couple beers there. And yeah, we'll be following, wishing Mountain Culture all the best. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us and telling us a little bit about your love of beer and uh, no talking the, the hottest one hundred. And in, enjoy the day. And everyone can follow you at that boozy mama. Correct on Instagram. Thanks so much for having me. At First Choice Liquor Market, we offer more choice with a huge range. Our team of experts are always there with friendly advice, and we have low prices across the store and online. That's why we're your first choice. First Choice Liquor Market. Well, I reckon she had some great taste there. Dollar Bill, uh, they have been very successful in a very, very small batch and make some beautiful beers, so I think she's got fabulous taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we have since uh, that just went, we've got Your Mates Brewing Co. Larry in at number four, up one place, so just squeaking off the podium um, but still working its way up. So Your Mates had, I think, again this year three years three beers in the top 100 with uh, a switch out, I think, of one of their beers. Well, well, uh, Larry's up one, uh, Bridge Road is up four. Um, Of course, we had from the top five, uh, Better Beer dropped out of the top five this year. Um, But yeah, but maybe, um, so the top three from last year. Last year were... Uh, Mountain Culture, Status Quo in at number one, Bolter Brewing, Bolter XBA in at number two, and Bent Spoke Brewing Co. Crankshaft in at number three. And we haven't seen them, so maybe we were completely wrong, so saying there could be a bit of a shake-up um, at, the, uh, at the top end. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll watch, um, we'll, we'll wait and see. 30 but minutes to go. Maybe the man that we can prompt for a few uh, tips um, is the man who runs this competition, Mike Bray from Gabs. Mike, welcome to, uh, w- w- welcome to the lunchroom at uh, First Choice Liquor Market, Ashfield in Sydney. Matt, Sabrina, thanks so much for having me. It's really good uh, good to be down here in Ashfield. Um, <laughs> it's been a great day. We've got such awesome feedback on the uh, on the podcast this year, which is uh, so, so good to, to hear. Um, the content's been absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. But, uh, mate, tell us about it. Uh, run through some of the... I, I, I could ask, but I know you won't tell me uh, what order the top three is going to come in. Um, but maybe you can sort of tell us uh, a little bit about how has the campaigning gone this year? What have you guys seen uh, you know, as the organisers? I think it's been, you know, probably one of its best ever. I mean, we had uh, over 400 breweries participating, which is just phenomenal. You know, the consumers have got so much choice to put there. Their precious votes and love behind, and the fact we got eighteen hundred and seventy-seven uh, beers, uh, you know, kind of votes, um, just shows the diversity um, and the appeal of the uh, of the hottest one hundred, um, and what it means to you know to the, the consumer. This is a consumer poll at the end of the day. It's not about you know whether I can win it or not. It's about me as a consumer being able to go and go. Well, that was my best beer of the year, and I want to share some love uh, love with that. And and I think we've seen the breweries coming across to going hey i don't need to be in it to win it i need to be in it to allow my consumer to vote for my beer because that's his favorite beer of the, of the year so we're really stoked with the the number of breweries in it with the votes that uh, have been gone 
Um, we went on TV for the first time, which I think is really good for the industry, you know, as a whole. Um, this is a celebration of of the industry as a whole. Running running ads, I should say. So not just so you're actually running ads promoting. We, we actually ran ran ads promoting promoting voting in the hottest 100 and promoting the craft beer industry as a whole. Get you know get behind your favourite craft brewery. So um, that's the you know it's a big investment for us to to have done that too. I should say that um, certainly one of the, the comments in the chat, and we've made this observation a couple of times, but talking about the quality of the Gabs Invitational and just the new and interesting beers that are in that pack and, and saying how much they enjoyed that sort of being put in front of them <laughs> as a consumer and not having to stand in the fridge and make the decision, but talking about the quality of that. So not necessarily the top 10, but certainly you know representative of this celebration of the diversity of Australian beer. No, sorry. Absolutely. Another thing, and you, you, you know, you've probably covered this off as well, is you know, with sixty-three breweries represented in in the top hundred, I mean, that's a it's a really wide range, and I, I think that's you know a testament to the fact that um, it doesn't matter what your budget is, but you know, you can uh, you can compete and you can. Um, you can really, uh, you know, place well in the hottest 100. Um, it's really good to see some trending breweries coming across. So breweries that just, you know, made first appearances in the 90 to 100 uh, area previously and moving <laughs> all the way now. Range is a great example. Range yeah. has now got three beers in there. Yep. Um, there's Seeker. There's a couple of, of breweries that are, are really, you know, become, are the trending breweries and probably the breweries of the future. Um, that are, are making uh, some great, great, uh, great inroads. Um, Mountain Culture is obviously another one, only been around four years, um, but it's certainly a fan favourite. I think three this three so far we've seen, or two, two, three Mountain Culture beers so far in the hottest 100. So, you know, and still a few beers to go. No now predictions. We're nearly coming up for number three. So it's getting to the uh, really pointy end uh, of it. But, Mike, um, just one of the things. Every year there's a lot of discussion um, around it, some good, some bad, uh, for the Hottest 100. But this year we saw ginger beers not eligible, um, which was a hot topic of conversation last year. Um, Clearly you were listening to what people were saying. Yeah, we listened to to the brewing industry as as a whole. You know, the brewers behind it, and kind of the you know the spirit of the poll is around the um, the essence of craft beer and the um, the eligibility to, uh, criteria. We just tightened that up a little bit uh, to make sure that the four key ingredients of of beer are. I'm just going to break old. in uh, number three. Uh, ben spoke. Uh, crankshaft so it stays uh, at number three wow they will be so thrilled um, you know crankshaft uh, great brewery Ben spoke uh, we broadcast from just around the corner and spent a lot of time at the brewery while we were there um, you know it, it, it's great to see you know a brewery like that stay you know at the top former winner obviously um, yep. but still staying top three podium finish podium finish what three years in a row now um, and you know, three beers, I think, total this year. The same back-to-back, the same beers that they've had for a number of years. Uh, Barley, Griffin, Sprocket and now Crankshaft. So, you know, a- again, we talk about sort of consistency, something that um, is relevant and is has got staying power and certainly in their market, both Bent Spoke and Capital really punch um, in terms of, of representation um, through the Hottest 100. Um, and I'm sure Richard and Tracy are celebrating in their venue. Um, oh, I've got no doubt about that. We, got- <laughs> we, we, I may have celebrated there after the Hottest 100 record uh, last year a little late. Um, so no doubt it's going to be a fun night for them. 
And I do have Richard. Uh, Matt, you, you, you've got the man who runs this competition uh, and, you know, as, as a brewery owner. Is there anything that you want to sort of put him on the spot about? You know, like uh, <laughs> I, I'm really interested to know how many votes you sort of need to be right up there if you, if you can divulge that information. I mean, it's probably one thing that we we wouldn't go into, you know, numbers. <laughs> as such, <but laughs> I told you, <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah. Um, but as I was saying a little bit earlier, sixty-three breweries on the list. Yeah. You know, so not all those will have national distribution and be where they are. And I think it's it's really about getting uh, your local fan base um, engaged and and behind you. Uh, and um, there's, you know, once you analyse the list uh, tomorrow, you'll see there's uh, some really, you know new and up-and-coming breweries that, that are coming through. And when we drop the uh, the new beer list next week as well, um, that goes really deep into the hottest 100, and that's a great celebration for you know for, for uh, breweries that might feel that they are smaller and don't have that, that much engagement. But I reckon, you know, get behind it, get your beers behind it, get your teams behind it, and um, um, it's less than you think. Yeah, okay. Oh, I mean... Everything you've said is completely right. Like we wanted to, we wanted to give our community a chance to vote for our beers and um, and obviously champion what they thought was their best beer for the year. So uh, I remember being excited about the 100, 200 because I want to see what of our underdog beers sort of got in there. So um, yeah, I think you guys are doing a great job and achieving great things. Appreciate it absolutely. And you know, at the end of the day. We're all in it together, and uh, we would just want consumers to continue making uh, craft one of their, uh, their, you know, their first choice, ideally. Um, but you know, 2024, it's uh, certainly want uh, everybody to have uh, a craft beer right up there as as a beverage of choice uh, when they out and about. Yeah, mate. I, I, I don't want to um, press you or push you or anything. So I'm not a, the one asking this, but there is a question in the chat room, and we are a serious uh, news site. Um, so uh, SOS79 says, "Why won't you release the voting numbers?" Um, again, everyone suggests that there's something afoot or something like that. You know, uh, so I am going to relay that to you. I think uh, we, we might as well start with Triple J and ask them why they don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that is bringing it full circle to the start. But as as you as we were talking, you know, right at the very start, we talked about all the sort of the ways people have talked about Triple J's hottest one hundred, all the things that Triple J has spawned in terms of various lists, of lists of the decade, and so on and so forth. But I do think, as 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 Matt just this Matt, not um, Matt Kierkegaard. This confusing. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> pointing at the two Matt Ks across the room. Um, uh, talked about is really it's those subsequent lists, um, you know. New beers down to two hundred top indie breweries. Um, those lists are the ones that when you f- for the data nerds. I'm looking at you, Daniel. Daniel Reed. Um, and she's looking at me. I'm looking at you, but I'm. I'm Daniel knows I'm talking to him. But all of all of us who are engaged in this sort of conversation all the time, going, "Where's beer going? What do we do next? How do we elevate it? How do we keep our consumers engaged?" Those lists at the end are really where there's some juicy information about, like, are lagers going to hit next yeah. year? We're starting to see that trend. Now, while we while we do, I might get our producer John to give Richard Watkins a call. Um, I'd love to, no doubt. They would have celebrated, and uh, Richard famously refused to come on the podcast a few years ago because they were when we wanted to get him on again. We don't know the results, but we wanted to get him on after they'd had one or two in the top one hundred. He refused because the one that he wanted, uh, and so I said he didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> well, no, he, he just wanted to be there when it when it came out, and uh, for a while, I actually 
banned him from uh, being on the podcast. I thought if you don't want to be on when we want to call you. Um, so we'll, we'll just... Oh, gee, that uh, sounds wow. very unlike you, Matt. <laughs> Matt while, while we're waiting uh, or hoping to get Richard on the line, um, you know, Sabrina, you're 100% right. And, and that's why we've actually delayed the release of those lists by a week to, one, give the Hottest 100 a chance to breathe and everyone to celebrate the amazing uh, work that goes into it and amazing placements. But then to also shine a light specifically on, on those lists, you know, so... The new beer list, as I say, goes exceptionally deep um, into into the voting, and it's also great to have you know your top hundred uh, indie beers um, out there and celebrated at the time. And, uh, and Matt, as you were saying, you know that you, you look out for that list. It's one hundred to 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 two hundred, and a, a really good one to mention a little bit earlier. For example, One Drop were you know number one hundred uh, last year. They've gone super deep into the list this year, you know. Mm. So it's that 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 continuously rise up the the ladder. You know, the beers that are are, are at the pointy end. Uh, some have been there for a while, but you know, those are are standout beers that have stood the test of time. Um, and you know, pretenders to the throne will come. Status quo has proved that, and and you know, and will will shake things up and change it. Um, I think it's great for the industry that we just keep making such wonderful beer in this country, and uh, and that consumers enjoy it. Um, a follow-up question again. Uh, SOS seventy nine says thanks for asking. And the one thing I wanted to just add, um, without putting words in your mouth, is I know that um, when we used we, before you'd acquired um, Gabs and the, the hottest one hundred, I know there was a lot of concern about releasing the numbers because it gave breweries a sense of how much gaming was involved to uh, to, to to get them at the top. I'm not sure if that's still an, a, an issue um, that you need to be aware of. Um, in terms of, you know, letting people know roughly how many, how, how do you protect the integrity of the results? I, I should one, ask that. One, one, one hundred percent, we protect the integrity, and uh, uh, you know, as, as tightly as as we uh, as we possibly can. Um, do you have yeah, Richard? I think you've got Richard on the line there. We got Richard on the line. Uh, Richard Watkins, have you finished celebrating? Oh, I don't think we'll finish for a few hours yet, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, now when I did text you uh, early in the week to get the top 10 uh, lined up to make sure you'd be available. You Last year's top 10. Last year's top 10. You weren't sure. Thank you for keeping correcting me on that. Um, you weren't sure if you were going to uh, do as well this year. You must be ecstatic that you've uh, held ground. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. Um, you know, I mean, there's lots of, um, you know, lots of breweries out there um, putting their beers, beers forward. And, um, you know, when you look back at the, the results since it started in 14 there's always been a bit of an evolution so you know at some point there's there's going to be beers to drop out and beers to come in and I think that's good for everything and um, but we didn't drop out so I'm really stoked with that <laughs> and uh, I think we've equaled Stone and Wood's record of um, seven consecutive podiums so um, that sounds pretty good. Um, Rich, I'm asking you to put your other hat on. Um, hi, it's Sabrina. As chairman of the IBA, someone asked the question before about how many indies were in the list, um, and I've run the numbers over it. And I think if we can, if we presume, I'm making the assumption that last year's other two come in one and two indie breweries will represent 79 out of the hundred uh, in the top 100 list, which is a pretty bloody fabulous showing, um, if you ask me. Um, any comments about um, you know how indie Brewers have gone today in the hottest 100. Yeah, look, I didn't realise that it was that high. That's an amazing result for independent brewers around Australia. I mean, as everyone knows, it's pretty tough at the moment. So anything, um, anything we can do to, you know, lift the profile of independent beer around Australia and have people go and buy 
um, independent beers support their local breweries um, amazing. And this is what today's all about. I mean, forget about, you know, whether it's a popularity contest or whatever it is. It's the fact is that everyone around Australia is talking about beer. And, Rich, um, so you know, yeah, this is what we need. We need, we need this. This is what we need. I don't mean to interrupt, but we're 30 seconds away from finding out who number two is. And, of course, once we find out who number two is, we... Make an educated guess. Make an educated guess. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think we can. So if we uh, interrupt um, just to, to do that. Um, mate, did you guys campaign? We've heard a lot of breweries say they didn't want to campaign or they didn't. Did you guys push it as hard this year? It's... Bolter number two. Is number two. So that means, if I'm not wrong, one, two, and three are the same as last year. Assuming. Well. And look, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, there's big supporter base there for Bolter, and they've achieved amazing things over there, Tanya. Um, and, and Mountain Culture, I'm assuming, assuming, obviously, that they're, they're number one. Congratulations to DJ and Harriet. I mean, you know, look at, look at what they've been able to achieve in their short your little history um it's it's fabulous and it's it's great it's great for for aussie independent beer mate just tell me how is bent spoke crankshaft ranging going are you ranged nationally with that beer or is 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 that a little bit more limited um these days look yeah we are ranged nationally uh with that beer i mean we're always come under the spotlight um in, in all the ranging reviews that come up and uh you know, we've got to fight to keep it going. Um, it's no secret. I mean, let's face it, it's like um, IPA is down. It's not like a. It's not like um, this style is is going gangbusters like it did a few years ago. People are, uh, you know, looking for more easy drinking styles, and and that's what the the distributors want. So we're sort of at the mercy of the distributors and and um, wanting to make beers that they they want to sell. So. Um, you know, it's uh, it's hard being hard having an IPA as your biggest selling beer. Um, I don't think there's any other brewery that has an IPA as their biggest selling beer. So uh, I don't know if a lot of people would understand the sometimes the pressures that we're we're under. But um, look, there's obviously a few people out there buying it, and we're really uh, stoked for them. That and and you, you make a great point because one of the, my, my, I've commented uh, on the number of lagers that we've seen. They are starting to make penetration. If you look at the top five, I mean XPA is a great beer, but it's a um, you know it, it, it it's a it's a less challengingly hopped beer than uh, Crankshaft. Larry is a pale ale, uh, Beechworth pale ale, single fin, which is lighter. Um, it, it, Crankshaft is a much more challenging beer, so it, it must be a uh, you know a challenge to keep it popular year on year. It is absolutely it is, but I mean we've got a really good base. Um, you know we've got a very parochial Canberra community that gets gets behind its local breweries and supports its local beer. And um, you know when we started then like ten years ago, um, we never would have thought we would have had an IPA as our biggest selling beer. Um, but but. Um, I'm glad we have because I, like, I like drinking IPA. Um, we've just got to start convincing people that beer with you know beer with that extra sort of flavour in it is um, is, is you know is here to stay and and people should people should try something different every now and then. But we have seen you uh, experiment with a range of lighter styles. You know, uh, not I won't say more popular, but more broadly appealing styles. Would you like to see them gradually, you know, um, buttress the success of Crankshaft and, and make their way up the list, or are you uh, going to double down on Crankshaft? 
Oh, look, I mean, we, I don't think we'd ever have, at this stage, I think we do, with our sort of um, volumes we do through our, through our range, there's no way that any another beer is ever going to um, overtake crankshaft in the next sort of five years, one would think. So, you know, we'll focus on crankshaft. We've got to focus. We've also got to provide a portfolio of products that, that you know our people want to people want to sell. So I mean, you know, that's why we have to do those lighter styles. I mean, look, they all have a place. So I don't mind the lighter styles as well. You know, Matt, I can't drink. Uh, you know, you can't drink coffee all day. <laughs> Matt, did you, as a brewery owner, to brewery owner, did you want to ask Rich anything? Or oh, congratulations, Richard. I'm sure everyone's very happy down there. But um, I could imagine. It's it's for you. It's probably a great reward for your team. Obviously, I know what it takes to make beer, sell beer, get beer out there. And um, yeah, can can you talk about a bit what it, what it might mean to the to the broader team to still still be out there on the podium? Oh, look, it's um, it, well, you're totally right. It's like it's a team effort, and we just we're literally celebrating with all our team. So uh, you know, I mean, for them, it's a great reward for all their hard work, and it, it gives them enthusiasm to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, everyone Everyone reads the papers, everyone looks on social media, everyone sees the news, you know, the, everyone knows that the industry is um, effectively, you know, let's be honest, it's on its knees at the moment. Um, so, you know, like when, when we have these sort of results, it really does um, pick the team up and uh, and uh, justifies, you know, their, all their hard work that they put into making crankshaft, um, you know, a consistent top-driven uh, beer that, that is our biggest selling beer. Great question, Matt, and that's, uh, that's why we uh, get brewers and people in. But, Rich, we might let you go and celebrate with the team, um, but congratulations. Very excited uh, to see uh, see you guys you know, maintain your, your finish, and hopefully it uh, translates to sales for you in this tough time. No worries. Thanks for uh, hosting uh, again, Matt. Oh, any, happy to. Uh, good on you, Rich. Hopefully we'll have a beer with you soon. Great. See you, Rich. Bye. See, see you later, Steve. Uh, there you go. So uh, we've got five minutes till we have number one confirmed. Do we want to uh, maybe reach out to Scotty Hargrave from Bolter? Uh, again, who, if, if Sterling just... Howland is uh, the captain of the Australian cricket team, uh, I, I'm going to sort of say Scotty Hargrave would almost be the opening uh, batsman. God, I hate cricket. I really well, want... It doesn't have to be a metaphor. It doesn't I know, I, but I want to love cricket. Bluey has done a lot to try and convert me over to cricket. Okay, let's, let's talk rugby league, which is a sport yeah, you like. Yeah, that's where I'm in. Oh, you, can, you got if me If Sterling Howland is the coach, uh, um, yeah. what would be the equivalent of the halfback? <laughs> Scotty would be the halfback. Nathan right. Cleary. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll get Scotty Hargrave on the phone uh, if we can uh, and uh, and mean, celebrate with him. What, where, last year we phoned um, DJ McCready and Harriet and they were sort of um, – weren't – 100% sure they were live on air. <laughs> In fact, they weren't sure that they were live <laughs> um, on air. And they were they were partying pretty hard. I'm sure folks are um, folks uh, have heard a lot of interviews from these guys over the years. So if there's anyone in the list uh, that you've seen today that you'd like to hear from, hit us up in the chat. Oh, please do. If you've got questions for Scott, because I don't know how many times I've interviewed Scott, we've done it, we've recorded twice from Bolter boardroom um, when yeah, they've I, won. I, I just mean, like, is there some other brewery in this list, some other person, and you're like, I want to talk to them. Yes, actually, good, good. Um, because, you know, there's there's lots of great new breweries in the list. There's lots of great movement in it. If there's someone you want to hear from, Matt will do his best with his Rolodex to 
to get him on the phone. <laughs> or if you've got questions for Scotty as well. Or, or if you've because got questions for Scotty. I'm just going to be asking the same things that uh, I've, I've always asked. But uh, Yeah, I mean, I just went on the uh, Bolter socials to take a look because um, some of the pictures of their prior year's Hottest 100 countdown parties are huge. Yes. And I was like, oh, I wonder what it looks like you know, that moment it erupts when everybody cheers. I mean, they've got a great picture from a couple of years ago and I thought, oh, I wonder if they've captured that on, on the socials for us to take a look at. I can't see it, but I'm sure I'm sure somebody on TikTok has got it somewhere. <laughs> well, there, there, one of the years that we were at Bolter, and again, like it, um, the, the, the team of Scott, Sterling and Anthony, who were the sort of core, um, and I don't think we've ever spoken to anything. We might have to get him on the podcast. Um, but then you've got the surfers and it's no influence a beer because we were there doing the hottest 100 and Mick Fanning was there uh Josh Kerr was there um Bede was there and even Parco um Parco had been uh at a wedding and he had you know it was like the old cricket earpiece couldn't get him Scotty must be uh partying so we can't get Scotty so we'll just wait for that's okay just to build a bit of anticipation for number one, I've just realised that we, we haven't seen our um, oatmeal stout, so maybe that's number <laughs> one. But that is a big seller for you, like, all kidding aside. And incidentally, despite how dodgy the can looks, um, sitting here drinking the Grifter Pale Ale, and it is superb. Like, it is just... Oh, um, so congratulations thank on that. You. Oh, yeah, great. It's, it always tastes thanks. better with the brewer. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> but we, we can't package that. Um, but, it, you know... I'd, no, well, th- thanks for having me today as well. I mentioned before about getting invited to beer festivals. To be asked to come in today is a bit of an honour. I think I feel like a bit of an imposter. So um, thank you for having me in the top 10 countdown. I don't, don't really think I have a right to be here. But Well, you yeah, were going to be at the start yeah. and you were late. <laughs> so, you know, it's tradition that we're building now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on every year now. <laughs> the, con- the contract. We'll write the contract you're, you're repping the inner, inner west and that's <laughs> why we're here pressure. today. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. No. At you the local a, venue, you're, yeah, you're repping yeah. the Inner West. You know, well, there's some... If Sterling's the captain of Australia, I'll, I'll be the captain of the Inner West for today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, look, I don't mind. This is my podcast. I get to choose uh, it, what I want. It's Mike's. There you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I did bring you some T-shirts like I said I would, so... Oh, uh, yay. Uh, we love you t-shirts. got a beer in the top 20, don't you? <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Out of 1,877, <laughs> top 20. I kind of put perspective into that now. That's the thing, Mike. Like, I think... You know, sometimes it's sort of if you've been in the list a number of years, people want to want to kind of climb the list. But you know, I was doing some numbers for a piece of work that we were doing recently, and we were working out that we think that there are sixty six new packaged beers released each week in Australia. So that puts the total number, and and I reckon that's probably down. So Mountain culture, basically. sorry, number one, Mountain culture. It is confirmed. Yeah. We weren't just speculating. Congratulations. Well, we were we'll speculating, it. but <laughs> no. Well, like I, it was a very, very educated guess. It was a very educated guess. Well, congratulate. What a year, hey. Huge. So one, Huge. two, three. It, it, Mike, has that happened before that one, two, and three have stayed the same? It's it's only the third time in the history of the hottest one. So it has happened before. Okay, it has happened before uh, in uh, yeah, two two occasions before. Um, so it's a very very rare rare occasion. So you know, congratulations uh, to DJ and Harriet to the Mountain Culture team. Yeah, and obviously to Sterling Scotty and uh, uh, to Richard and Tracy. I mean, you know, frankly. Fantastic to be able to back up like uh, like they have. Um, yeah, two husband and wife teams. There we go. Birio in the chat room um, so far gets the quote of the day, status quo by name by nature. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, we, 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 we did have a, a, a headline that the status quo remains the same. Oh, there, okay. So... It, <laughs> 
two people had the same uh, great <laughs> idea. But, uh, um, Mike, what do you monitor how much campaigning, how much social media activity um, and imprints um, are each year? Have you, have you, got, have you so got any feel yeah, for how it's gone? Yeah, we, we, we use Maltorden. Uh, and we monitor the campaigns, you know, across, across everything. Obviously, we get tagged in on, on everything and the uh, highlights reel, I think, only takes 100 and that gets filled up very, very quickly. Um, so, you know, as I say, the campaigning this year has been fun. It hasn't necessarily been high budget or anything to that effect. It's been a lot of fun and, and everybody's had a crack. Um, so um, yeah, it's been you know you got as I said four four hundred odd breweries out there with a with a beer in. Some campaign campaigned a lot less. Some you know took a view that they wanted to take a bit of a breather. Some have a view of uh, you know don't necessarily want to be in it unless I can win it. We do speak to those breweries and go well it's it's not really about you. It's about the consumer. You've got to give them that option to be able to to you know vote for their favourite beer. Um, majority um, you know all jump on once we once we once we talk about it conversation about beer um, jump on and well, beer is uh, and a conversation right behind it. exactly hashtag trademark but what a wonderful um. <laughs> re- what, 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 a, what a wonderful result for mountain culture there well let's see if we can get uh, you know th- th- they've had a few minutes to shout out uh, maybe even uh, mop off the uh, beer that no well, doubt sprayed Matt while we're talking about campaigning and I, I put a lot of this blame on, on to Richard Watkins uh, so he was the first to put um, he, he he, w- he was the first to put uh, a QR code onto pa- outside packaging. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then onto onto pack. And Mountain Culture went onto pack uh, this year. A couple of breweries have followed suit. I mean, there's no better way than having a beer in your hand and scan a QR code to vote. So, you know, it's um, now I know this isn't our podcast. This is your podcast and it's our uh, podcast. first choice. <laughs> but first choice uh, liquor market uh, 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 the sponsors. But you know, if if you wanted to put a um, <laughs> Uh, barcode on, on your on, on your packaging. Sabrina, can you think of who you might want to call? Uh, I could think of my friends and hikers' friends at Rowling's Label Stickers and Packaging. Actually, you know what I was thinking as you as you were saying that from from your lips to God's ears, we're doing a whole host of work around label food labeling, and we keep saying consumers will engage with QR codes if you allowed us to put those on the cans. Yeah instead of more labelling requirements. And so far, government is saying that's not the case. And if Hottest 100 proves anything, it proves that consumers will <laughs> okay. scan if they know. We have uh, th- we don't Hargraves. have DJ. We've got Scotty Hargraves is called uh, back. So we uh, <laughs> Scotty. Scotty Hargrave, congratulations, number two beer again. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? Thanks, <laughs> Good. mate. Sounds Thanks, like mate. Sounds like you've had this conversation a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I hit the bright Whoop, have we still got you? No. No, lost him. Lost him. Okay. That's okay. At least least he called us back. Yeah, we're having too much fun. And it it does feel a little bit Groundhog Day, although I do love his passion. So uh, no doubt they're going very, very hard. We might try and get uh, Mountain Culture um, on. You, you know what I will say about that, though? They've been in this game a long time. It's been their beer. But by the sounds of it, he's still at the brewery celebrating with his team and his people. Imagine, like, sustaining the passion for your product and your beer uh, over all of this time and being fully invested that you want to show up at the party and celebrate with your team. Like, that's a really positive sign of, of, of how much these guys care mm. about their thing, even though they don't know where where it's going to come like they're still there investing and hanging out and I just think yeah. that's so lovely yeah. I think a testament to to where they are is uh, 
you know, they had five beers on the list this year, the most uh, beers on the on, on the list, um, uh, in line with Coopers as well. Mm. But they also got the best new beer on the list with the Chaveza. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, they they constantly producing great quality products um, that, that are going out. And that's the reason they, you know, they, they hang around in that top tier for so long. And and that is a huge thing because, again, the, the, the only beer that I can think of that challenges Bolter um, and, and it probably exceeds Bolter in volume, or at least did, was Stonewood Pacific Ale. Yeah. Stonewood always struggled to have a second string to their bow. We've yeah. seen Cloudcatcher yeah, and Hazy. Yep. Uh, Stonewood, yep, you know, they, they had Jasper, they had beers that would pop up um, and be around. But, you know, Bolter has been consistently at the top, but then also had very, very strong second, third and fourth. Uh, now, <laughs> DJ, you are live on air, just reminding you this year. <laughs> I've done a warning, but uh, I still think it's drunk, man. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be any better than last year, to be honest. <laughs> but you sound a little bit excited. You'd think that second time the excitement might have worn off? No, I was more stressed out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was incredible. I was still like, I, yeah, like, I thought for sure I was like, this year I woke up and I was like, you're good. Doesn't matter what happens today, man. Like, you know, like, you've got to remind yourself of all the awesome things. I'm like, we've got the best team. I'm like, I'm super proud of what we're doing. If we come number 90, don't give a shit. Like, we're, you know, we're so pumped up to so <laughs> have the people behind us that we do. And I'm like, but then it got down to the water and I was like, why am I? Shitting myself again. <laughs> I don't know, but here I am. <laughs> so the anticipation was really building for you every time that ten list came in. You were like, "This is going to be it," and when it wasn't, you had another ten minutes of stress. Totally. Yeah, I was like, "This is torture." Can somebody just like hit me over the head and wake me up like tomorrow morning and be like, "Well, this is how you did." <laughs> we had a party without you, <laughs> <laughs> mate. One of the things that we've had a couple of people ask in the group is, last year when you came in, um, you know, you're a couple of years old now, but last year when you came in number one, did that result in a big sales bump for you, or w- were you already uh, doing pretty well without it? <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a bit bittersweet last year because we were already basically making as much beer as we could possibly make <laughs> before we won uh, Hottest 100. So, I mean, it, it changed a lot of things. You know, it, it made us really be like, well, we've got to make a lot more status quo than we thought we did. Um, and, yeah, so, like, I, I, I guess, but, like, I, we were, like, a production capacity cap. Like, I remember the last year when we won – Turning to like Danny at a production being like, ah, uh, how much status quo do we actually have? And he was like, about a week. So I'm like, well, we'll worry about that tomorrow. Screw it. <laughs> Matt King, do you want to ask anything from a fellow New South Wales brewer? Because yeah. uh, New South Wales won the state of origin this year. Yeah. I'm not a football yep. fan. So. You're not a football fan? Not oh, a no, that's okay. Do you have a brewer question? Hi, you want DJ, to ask it's Matt from Grifter. Congratulations. Um, we were talking about it earlier um, in the studio here, but um, from somebody in the industry, I have to commend you on the campaign that you ran this time around. Who's responsible for that stuff, and will they be getting a raise this time? <laughs> <laughs> 
Man, we uh, we have an incredible team behind us. Like, you know, I, I mean, look, the marketing team uh, definitely goes all out for this because we find it super fun. We really believe in the beer that we're pushing forward. But I mean, like for us at Mountain Culture, like we we have creative freedom. You know, it's it's Harry and I that own uh, Mountain Culture 100. percent So we can do whatever we want. And we, we have a really good time with it. And this is just such an opportunity to like be silly, make, make it what we want, which is to make beer fun and a good time. And, you know, to like take away any of the stuffiness around it. So like our team, just like from everybody, you know, like, I mean, we, we obviously have the marketing team driving the charge with the hottest 100 campaign, but it's like, even the brewers who are, you know, normally just so focused on like what they're making and like normally you get, you know, a camera out in the brewery and they're like, screw off, I'm busy. Like they even get into it this year where they're like, you know, everybody just gets behind it and it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun company wide. And I, I don't know, I guess, yeah, it's uh, I, I can't point my finger to one individual person to say, you know, thank you for the campaign because it's a team effort. <laughs> TJ, it's Mike. Uh, congratulations to you and Harriet. I mean, that's uh, and and the full team. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, going uh, going back to back. Uh, certainly no one hit wonder, which is fantastic. And and uh, I know the beer is going to flow freely. Uh, it sounds like it already has. <laughs> I'm like literally watching the whole pub just drowning beers right now. Uh, it's uh, it's great to see. Yeah, that's brilliant. And you know, to on, on Matt's question, Matt, what 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 mountain culture did this year? is literally went out, bought a whole lot of costumes at a costume shop and then got everyone in the team involved and had a bit of fun at silly hours of the night and silly hours of the morning. So it's not big budget stuff. It's a lot of fun getting everyone involved. I remember like going around because I was doing a bunch of ride-alongs with our sales team like right as we launched the videos and I kept hearing like, oh yeah, you know, pay to play, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like really just chuckling to myself and I'm like, we need to like tell everyone how much we actually spent on this. And it was like, I think the whole campaign cost us like 1500 bucks, you know, it was just like silly costumes. Half of them we just like rented and returned, you know, covered in beer. Uh, <laughs> like, I think like there was like a couple things we couldn't return. Like one of them was a plunger uh, that they wouldn't take back because they're like, we don't return plungers. And we're like, okay, <laughs> maybe that's fair enough. We'll, we'll sacrifice the eight bucks. But it was like, you know, for us, it was like, it was a lot of work with the, the films, but we were just like, this is going to be fun. And that's what we care about. Like it's beer. Yeah. It's supposed um, to be freaking fun. If everyone gets into character and it's not every day you get to play Darth Vader. <laughs> no, exactly. It was also like fulfilling my childhood fantasies where I was like in a board meeting. They're like, well, uh, yeah, you get to be Indiana Jones and you get to be Han Solo. And I'm like, Sign me up! All right, screw it, I'm in. <laughs> but DJ, it, it, it's funny. You say beer is meant to be fun and we all want it to be fun, but you guys have got a serious enterprise behind you these days. I mean, how hard is it to keep the fun when, you know, it, it, it's a serious business and we're hearing how tough it is in the marketplace? Oh, look, you know, like, it is. It is. Like, the stress levels are high. You know, we, we've definitely really, you know, gone gone all out on the production facility, like we have fun with it. Like that being said, like, you know, me being a brewer before, you know, a business owner, um, we put everything behind the beer 
You know, like we, we spent 1500 bucks on our dad's campaign because we put every cent that we actually make in mountain culture into making the beer higher quality. And that's where we feel like these kind of things really pay off. So yeah, look, it is, it is definitely stressful running a big, big operation. You know, we've got about 70 full-time people now and, you know, a good, good whack of, uh, you know, part-time people, um, that obviously we're responsible for and we've, you know, love and that are part of our team. So like the stress levels are high, but still at the end of the day, you know, our, our mindset is like, if we go all out, if we do the absolute best we can, if we create the best product that we can, like, you know what, we're just going to take a punt and that everything else is going to line up and, you know, touch wood right now. And that's for us. So, um, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing that. <laughs> well, my, We'll let you get back to the party. We've uh, kept you from it long enough. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you very much for, for being available to us, and congratulations once again. You know, huge result, and uh, you know, I really hope it sort of uh, sees you kicking goals in the uh, marketplace. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's just an incredible feeling, and it's an incredible feeling of support. And um, yeah, we're we're all really lucky to uh, <laughs> to be part of this industry and to get to celebrate things like this. So thank you all so much. And yeah, I'm gonna go and drink like a hundred beers now. <laughs> Moderately and uh, responsibly. Of this course. Po- yeah, this of course. podcast is. <laughs> good on you, DJ. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good day. And uh, yeah, that's been. <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt King from uh, Grifter Brewing, did you get any marketing tips or any yeah, ideas for your campaign next year? I think, yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get not so shy in front of the camera maybe and get something, get something going. It's, but I don't know. It we'll would see. be my worst nightmare yeah. if someone came to me and said dress up in a costume and put on an act I would literally I won't do oh, you can tell he hates it I mean just I you, you just have heard that no he's all over it that sounds like his jam entirely like I would die I would hate it you couldn't pay me to do karaoke anything like that sit here with a mic and mm. some stats cool now I love all of the brewers that have been spending the last week playing it down saying oh you know <laughs> we don't think we're going to do very well like we have been campaigning very hard you hear the excitement in that voice and you're kind of going, that is excitement, that's pride, and it's also a lot of relief. Oh, adrenaline relief. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Sure. That's the point, right? Like, as you get closer, for him, he's literally going, okay, well, if – and I'm sure for Rich and even for Scotty to an extent, they're going, the 10 drops, and they go, oh, okay, well, maybe we're inside the 10. And then it's <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes every one, and they're just anxiety every time is like peak – Oh, okay, we got an- another 10 minutes. Like, I can imagine four hours in, like, you're probably okay for the first couple and then you're really freaking. I can imagine oh. what that does to your body. Ster- Sterling was my first uh, message today to say, mate, the, the feed's a minute late. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so they're watching it from 12.35. It's, you know, it's I posted fantastic. a video and we're about to get Scotty. He'd, gone, he'd <laughs> hidden himself in the cool room because it sounds like they were going off there as well. And I think that cut the signal. <laughs> But there's a video on my Facebook feed or on the Radio Brews News Facebook feed. I think it was the second hottest 100 that we did from Bolter. And Scotty was in the room and he's maintaining that he's pretty quiet. And I've just got this surreptitious video of him just digging at his thumbnail with his other thumb, (laughs) just sort of picking, you know, as the top five is starting to be announced. And uh, for any brewer, um, you know, 
you have to say it. You have to pretend you don't care. I, you know, the whole thing. But they do care. Yeah, but I think the thing is that, like, I think um, Daniel actually said something. It's it's a pretty stressful time, right? Mm. People are pretty stressed, and actually. The time when you get to be most relaxed and have the best time is on a day like this where you get to celebrate with your fellow colleagues in industry. And so, like, today is the day for us to let our hair down as an industry and say, hell yeah, we make great beer. (laughs) I I just think that's great. So great about that as well, Sabrina, is those venues are full and taps are flowing. So it's great all round. Great for the industry. And uh, Scotty Hargraves, we've got you back. You're out of the cool room or you're still in the the cold room? <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, I thought I outsmarted myself. I thought I was doing the right thing, and I probably just ran out of signal. I am so sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. It was feeling a little bit Groundhog Day, so this just shows that we're not playing the pre-record from last year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Mate, speaking of, I mean, speaking of Groundhog Day, number two, it's the same podium uh, as last year. Does, is this getting boring for you, or are you parting <laughs> as hard as you ever have? Oh no, not at all. Like it's, I, I, I went into the cold room because it was going off in the tap room. Right? <laughs> We're having a great day, regardless, you know. And we've always said, you know, when we got to the top of the mountain there a couple of times, it's like. You know, don't don't let that ruin your day if we're not number one. Like you know, look, have a look around. You're with your mates, you're with your family. Everyone's having a beer and having a good time, and realise what this for us is really all about. It's probably a bit of gratitude that you know we get to do this for a living, and um, you know, get to get to indulge ourselves in a way that not a lot of people do. No, just like I'm a former concreter, but I don't ever remember having celebratory parties about who's the best concreter in town or the most popular <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> who's the most popular so, concreter? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll take whatever we can get. So, I, yeah. I do the best Rio <laughs> mesh in the place. Um, so, That's right, yeah. You, you should see my uh, steel work. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, who's down there celebrating with you? Have, you know, is, I, I'd imagine Bede's there, is he? Bede is, definitely. He's got his kids in tow this year, but we've just uh, – we've um, – We've, we've had a couple of beers already, a couple of cervezas, and I don't know if this is going to horrify you, Matt, or or, or you might actually applaud this, but um, I've given my approval for lime wedges to go. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, anything that's got people drinking beer, I'm all for. I've never been a, 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 a snob about that. And, uh, yeah, again, we've been celebrating the, 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 uh, the rise of lagers. Um, lagers are yeah, back. Yeah, mate, at- I mean, it, it, it's great. Nick and I, uh, my wife and I were picking up our, our daughter, Lily, on the way through, and I pulled up at the shop in our little village in Clunes and she says, what are you doing? I said, I'll be back in a minute. And uh, I just came back out with four limes. <laughs> <laughs> And we don't have any to tap room because we don't traditionally do that. But, yeah, I was out there madly chopping up, up limes. But we're loving it. But, you know what? Like you say, beer's beer. And, um, you know, you got to, you know, there's a, there's a beer for every occasion, as we all know. And, um, yeah, you know. But that little beer itself, to see it finish in the top 50, I think it was, 40, something like that, that's pretty nuts as well. Let alone, uh, you know, XBA doing what it did yet again. I mean, I think with, with XBA, it just proves how, you know, the depth of feeling, I suppose, and, and loyalty and love for that beer. That's just, that's what really blows us away. Every year we just expect, you know, that it might tumble, you know, and that people are sick of it by now or seen enough of it or everybody's tried it or whatever the case might be. And um, just to see it, it's really humbling just to see it back there, you know, on the podium again. I think. Stills might have said when he was talking to the crowd that seven years in a row on the podium. 
Mm. Yeah. That's um yeah, that's pretty consistent. But one of the things that we've celebrated today on the podcast, we did get Stills to um, come on and talk about the We Love Good Beer campaign, which uh, you know, we just think is fantastic. But the fact that you guys are still involved in the campaign, like you, the, 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 the guys that created the brewery, the guys that created the beer um, mm-hmm. are, are still involved. But 2024 is... <laughs> so you, you, You've got a forklift backing up in the background. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 it is no. somewhere. No, 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 no. All good. All good. At least we're, yeah, we've, we've got a, a signal. It's a familiar sound. <laughs> but 2024 is five years since the sale. So it's you know amazing that you guys have kept the love and probably grow, grown the brand. But you know, yeah. w- w- with the way that these things work, it's often a five-year earnout period. Will we see yep. you know the, the the band back for Gab's 2025 if if you're a podium finisher? You guys going to stay involved? Do you think? Uh, well, I guess everybody's got you know uh, their own priorities, I suppose, and at different points in their own life and journey and whatever. So it's a bit of a hard one. We're actually, I don't think it's any of it's really set in stone yet. I know that's a pretty vague. No, I'd... politician sort of answer, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of true. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sort of staring at that too, and I'm. It's almost like you know, you go to the gym, you do a run, you sort of stress yourself out that that way. I actually spend a fair bit of my time now going, all right. So I leave Boulder, and I'm not the Boulder guy anymore. How do I feel <laughs> when I see someone drinking Boulder? You know, and, and just Scotty. I don't have a heart rate monitor, but it'd be pretty fun <laughs> to see if it spikes or something. I don't know but, if you've been um, listening, but we, we've got a job for you. We've collectively in this room, we're starting to put together the, t- the Beer Australia team to take a real good category run. And um, as you might have heard today, we're starting to plug you guys into the team spots. So, you and uh, Sterling are the uh, 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 captain and, for, and opening batsman for the Australian uh, beer team. Yeah, so just like... Right, okay. Yeah, I didn't so, know that. <laughs> uh, so, like, look, if you're contemplating your future and you don't know what's involved, don't worry, we've got a plan. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Send it to me, <laughs> yeah. Scotty. It's I mean, I didn't. I didn't think anyone was going to, you know, roll up and and drink my first beer, let alone have you know this amazing journey that we've had with this. You know, and I've even I did actually end up getting the t-shirts made, Matt. But my, you know, one of my my sayings, I guess, one of my my, my core beliefs is um, not bad for a concreter. And I put it on a t-shirt six months ago. So. There is only two of them, and I wear them both, so it's got to start somewhere. But, oh, I might um, post the photo of um, uh, SNN concreting from Canberra, I think it was. I've got a photo of a, a slightly younger <laughs> Scotty Hargrave up at the Sunshine Coast Brewery when you first, uh, I think it was your first professional brewing job. It was, mate. Yeah, it was. It was. And I was, I was very lucky to meet you so early in the piece, mate, I've got to say. It was, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Scotty, it's Mike. Uh, well done to you and the team, mate. Uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic result. Just a quick one we were touching on uh, before you, before you, uh, you, we got uh, got you out of the cool room. Is uh, yep. you, you had five beers in the in the top hundred, which is just you know top top of the pile again. Um, and that range, oh, wow. okay. you know, you were yeah. saying about the um, your new baby uh, was the top new beer uh, in in the in the list as well. So congratulations <laughs> on that. You know, fantastic oh. constant brewing that's coming out of uh, out out of Balta. Mate, that's amazing. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, I I thought that um, well, I had a, I you know I had everybody telling me, oh, you know, the base will be, you know, in there, and I went, you reckon? Like it's only, I think August is mm. when we first released it, so it's not a very long run up, yes. and 
my guess is a lot of people who are buying most of that beer may not even know about the Polis 100 at all, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's again, it's pretty humbling to have that sort of response. Oh, and with, yeah, and with that beer in particular, like it's our existing audience who've embraced it, you know? We, we did toss and turn a bit over the whole, you know, clear bottle thing. And, you know, we'd always been a can-based brewery and, I told the other guys that I wasn't going to do it unless we were doing cans <laughs> way back in the day. And, At um, least it's not a seltzer, Scotty. I, exactly, mate. Yeah, exactly. We still just make beer. I, I, I beer. legit we thought just, when he said, when he started with Matt, you're, I, I think you're going to be upset with me. I legitimately thought he was about to say something about seltzer and I thought this is not going to go well. So very pleased to hear it was... It was limes going into clear bottles and not seltzer. I think it's a great move keeping it in the bottle because you know it's, there's there's obviously another another fairly famous uh, um, beer out there that does the same thing and and it's become our go-to over summer just by by chance um, and everyone that's that's uh, come around to my place or tried it has absolutely loved it. Um, bit of synchronicity. Yep. I mean, I driving yeah, down Military Road in in. Uh, um, the Mosman today, and there's a big billboard up. So, so it's certainly certainly on the up. Oh, mate, isn't it amazing? It's just it's just crazy that at the at the end of the day, it's big, you know? and um, <laughs> despite our little bubble where we think that you know the whole world knows everything about us, and that you know everyone's waited with bated breath about your next overhop triple IPA or whatever. Like it's 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 about beer and beer doing its function as, you know, refreshment and making your afternoon a bit better now that you've knocked up. I, I spent 13 hours on um, a roof yesterday with my daughter and her boyfriend and we're, we're building this little pool cabana at home and Lily, <laughs> Lily's 22, so she's legal age. She's a brewer's daughter. She's She's been there for the whole journey from us leaving Canberra, going to the sunny coast and very early days at Stone and Wood and, you know, Byron Bay Brewing Company for a year or so and then into the whole of the history of Bolter. For the first time ever, now that she's a bit of a tradie, she has a knockoff beer <laughs> and it's a cerveza and she's never drunk beer in her life. I, last Christmas last year, we kind of got her to try a few um, sour beers that I had sort of lying around from Topher and, you know, some other folks and she was kind of into that because of the fruit thing but traditional beer, especially my beer, hoppy beer, she was like, nah, Love you, Dad, but no. <laughs> but, um, you know, she'll neck uh, two cervezas in an afternoon at knock-up when, you know, knock-off when she's put the drill down and whatever. And it's, it's, it's actually, to me, it's pretty hysterical. It's proud it's, dad um, moment. Yeah, oh, it's a great dad moment. But also, it's for me, it's like, um, so there is some hope with the kids. They haven't all been <laughs> lost to RTDs or, you know, or vapes. I'm trying to, well... They do vape a bit. I'm trying to get them to stop, but um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and it's amazing that this beer, which five years ago you'd, have, if you'd asked me, would I make that? I would have went, "That's freaking hilarious." Uh, is now a real thing, and my daughter, who's really had absolutely nothing to, to do with beer at all, drinks it and really appreciates it. And um, it's like, yeah, sometimes we've just got to remember what our what a job is, really. 
So. Mate, well said. Well, we'll let you go and get back to the party. Um, we're about to wind up after five, five hours and maybe have a beer ourselves. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Scotty, congratulations. And, uh, again, thank you for uh, not just joining us but you, 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 your passion. Every time I hear you talk about beer, I, get, uh, I, I fall in love with it all over again. <laughs> that's, that's awesome thanks folks and uh yeah and no, i appreciate everything you guys do for our industry like you know it, we, we've got to have uh we've got to have help you know from from wonderful folks like you that let the message get out because as it turns out the whole world doesn't know about it <laughs> not yet <laughs> okay scotty well we'll let you go enjoy enjoy your evening and uh congratulate the team for us Nah, thank you very much we'll do and thanks folks see ya be safe and talk soon talk to Catch you soon yeah well, there we go. That was Scotty Hargrave again. That's why you know, the, but between he and Stills, uh, just genuinely love hearing him talk. A simple story about his daughter enjoying a beer and reminding why uh, beer is awesome. Um, Matt King from Grifter Brewing, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Um, for having me. Yeah, but th- thank you for coming in. It's been really, yeah. really uh, sorry Enjoyed about it. the crack about the cans. No, but, uh, no, more. Bring on. And and thank you, you for. You went easy on me. I was I was expecting a few harder questions. So maybe next year. No, we'll, we'll get you back on the podcast soon, and uh, and, and, and that, that's when I'll sort of start asking the hard questions. Uh, Mike, thank you very much for having us along for the uh, official uh, hottest one, Gab's Hottest 100 uh, podcast, brought to you by uh, First Choice Liquor Market. Hopefully we've uh, And we're going to go join the party here at the Ashfield location, so if you're not here and you want to get involved, come down and have some beers. And uh, John Garner, a big shout out to our producer, John Garner, who has kept everything uh, moving and and made sure it all works. And uh, everyone that's listened and everyone that's joined the chat room, uh, huge contribution. I I should say Daniel Reed as well for all of the stats. And, uh, you know, thank you to everyone that's listened and uh, been part of it. And uh, that's another Gabs in the can. Well done, Matt. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Well done, everybody. As the platinum partner of the Gab's Hottest 100, First Choice Liquor Market is fully stocked for you to discover this year's winners. With over 140 craft beers to choose from, First Choice Liquor Market is the home of Aussie craft. First Choice Liquor Market, craft beer lives here. First Choice Liquor Market.